Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome again. Welcome back to Food Picker. I am your host, John Murray. And uh, again, as I start off all my podcasts, for the very first, for those who are joining me for the very first time, I want to say thank you for joining me. And I certainly welcome you to come on back. And for those viewers that are have been in from day one, I want to say thank you for uh, coming back with me. And again, I hope you stayed. Again, I hope everybody enjoys the content that I certainly try to put out there each and every episode. Um, for me, I'm not a man who likes to beat around the bush. I got, we got to jump into things. And there's, a, there's a lot to cover in the last several days. And we'll, we'll jump into the very first thing I want to talk about. And that is the trade between the Dallas Cowboys and the Cleveland Browns. And one, Amari Cooper, has now found himself a new home with the Cleveland Browns. Now, the trade went down as Amari Cooper and I believe a fifth rounder to the Cleveland Browns in exchange for a fifth and sixth rounder. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that's how the deal went down. Now, now being the Cleveland Browns are in the same division as, Cincinnati, as my Cincinnati Bengals, I'm going to say I have to give them a clap. Congratulations. I got to admit, Cleveland stole one from Dallas. Now, I know Dallas was in a predicament where they had to get under the cap, and they've been wiggling, doing some wiggle room around the cap. Uh, they've recently cut Blake Jarwin, who uh, who was injured, and he was in, injured anyway, and probably wasn't going to be there for opening day. And I believe that the next guy they get cut the kicker Greg Zerlach. Now, as a lot of people would say, you can always find a a cheap kicker somewhere, but sometimes that cheap kicker could cost you a game or two here and there. Now, Greg Zerline missed a share of field goals, getting mixed extra points last year, so I don't really have an issue with him cutting Greg Zerline. Jarwin's always had some upside, but to me, they got Schultz under the franchise tag, and I believe they're going to try somehow, some way, shape, or form to work out a deal with, with Schultz. And and they should. Schultz emerged as one of um, Dak Prescott's favorite targets last year. But let's get right down to it. I mean, Cleveland's got their number one receiver and Amari Cooper. Now, I know Cleveland Browns, Browns are going to say, well, we have no more receiver in Odell Beckham. The difference between Cooper and Beckham is I think Beckham came in sort of damaged goods. And I think that was Odell's problem. Odell was not the, has not been the same player since he's left the New York Giants. Cooper, now Cooper had some injuries last year, and he had, a, he had COVID last year. But Cooper did 800 some receiving yards. I think he caught him 10 touchdown passes. And Cooper was, it might have been one of the worst years of his career, but it was still productive even though he was injured or had COVID. So certainly in Cleveland, he goes certainly to be the number one man. Now, Jarvis Landry, word is coming out that Jarvis Landry will either be traded or he'll be outright released by the Cleveland Browns. And I've already heard reports that Kansas City Chiefs, which I believe I've said in one of my, one of my episodes, that he could he would be a nice fit for him. And I heard the Buffalo Bills wanted, and that would be a nice addition to the Buffalo Bills. Diggs, Landry, you got Gabriel Davis, and they would re-sign Isaac McKenzie to go along with an up-and-coming Dawson Knox. So to me, it's working out for them nicely 
in Buffalo. If they can get Landry, the sky could be limited for the Buffalo Bills. But let's be honest with you. Dallas have not, have not have traded Cooper if for one reason, if they want for the salary cap or the salary cap. Now, I believe Cooper was going to count, what, 20, 20 or 22 million? I believe it was 20 million toward the cap this year. And yeah, that is probably a lot to carry around a receiver. But then again, if you look at it, I think, what is it? If uh, Green Bay has slapped a franchise tag on one Devontae Adams, and I believe that's what, 18, 19 million per year, but now Devontae has said that he's not going to play for that. He's not going to play for the franchise tag unless he gets a contract. Now, that would be an interesting thing because I can see now where Aaron Rodgers will go in and tell the guys, uh, I came back because we're putting a winning team together. I need Devontae Adams on this squad. If I don't get him, if, if I don't get him, then you got a huge issue. I got a feeling that's what's going to come out of that, come out of that in some way, shape, or form at some point. But I got to get Cleveland on the credit and roll. They only got a number one receiver. Now, other than Cooper, it becomes an issue. You're going to have a lot of second year, third year players at the number two spot. And that's going to be an issue. Now, they do have three decent tight ends that they might have to use more right now than those receivers. Now, Baker would be the biggest issue. Now, can Baker and Cooper get along? Because Dak and Cooper had nice chemistry. But can Baker Mayfield and Amari Cooper have that, have that same connection? Now, Cooper had a little bit of a connection with Derek Carr. He had a connection with Dak Prescott. It'll be interesting to see if he can have, a, if he, he can have that with one Baker Mayfield. I'm interested to see how, that, how, that, how that's going to work out. Now, again, the thing is, Cooper would go into a situation where it runs, it's still the offense runs through that running game. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, to me that's, Chubb and Hunt, too, it's, it, it still runs, it, that off, it offense runs through that running game, first and foremost. Baker plays like a secondary role. It's a running game with Baker second it. Now, it'll be interesting to see if Baker comes to camp 100% healthy. That's another issue that's going to be, that's another issue that's going to be concerning. And the pressure's on Baker. He's on the final year of his rookie contract. And Cleveland's putting the pressure on Baker. Can you, yeah, can you deliver? Can you get us back to the playoffs? Can you advance us further into those playoffs and get us maybe, maybe at least the AFC Championship game? If Baker can do that, I'm sure Baker would get a new contract. But he's going to have to play a lot better. He's going to have you know, to get him into the playoffs or even get him as far as the AFC Championship game before Cleveland thinks about giving him a, a new contract. If Baker does not deliver, well, then again, that becomes interesting because now you will either have to really go out and get you a free, and get you a free agent, a big-time free agent now. There was a buzz over on the street that Cleveland Browns would be interested in one of Deshaun Watson, and we'll we'll talk about Deshaun. We'll talk about Deshaun Watson here very shortly. But I'm interested to see how Cooper and Baker how that's going to work out. Now, like I said before, the offensive runs right, still runs to that running game, and it should because. 
Charlie Hunt are an excellent one-two punch. Maybe the best one-two punch in the NFL. But, again, I give Clayton all the credit in the world. Nice trade. Nice pickup. But with Dallas, it becomes interesting. Dallas is, Dallas is losing players now. Cooper's gone now. They did. They were able to re-sign Michael Gallup, which I don't have a problem re-signing Michael Gallup. Gallup coming off an ACL injury, and can he be a hundred? And they believe that he can be healthy by camp, or even ready to go by the first week of the season. Now, I believe they lost. I believe, as I read today, or I read probably about ten or fifteen minutes ago, I believe they lost Cedric Wilson to the. Miami Dolphins, if, if, if I have not read that correctly, I'll have to recheck it, but I believe that Cedric Wilson is now going to the Miami Dolphins, which actually it's a quiet, a nice quiet signing by the Miami Dolphins. You got Jalen Waddle. Now, I don't know if, I don't know what they're going to do with Fuller. And Devontae Parker is uh, 29 years old, almost going on 30. He has been injured prone and has not produced. Fuller was a bust last year. Fuller is a guy that's always had potential, always had major upside, but he's always been hurt. And granted, he had one he had one good year, but of course he got suspended. But again, it's a nice a nice trade for the for the for the Cleveland Browns. They got one Cooper, Amari Cooper, but I got a question. Is Cooper going to likely stay with the Cleveland Browns? Because I've said before, Baker is Baker's inconsistent. Baker is, is inconsistent. To me, Dak is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield at this stage. And to be honest with you, let's look at what let's look at it this way. The bottom line is Dallas, I think, in the last few years have been passing game first, running game second. Well, now you're going to a team that's running game first, passing game number two. And to me, if you look at it from Amari Cooper's perspective, it's a bad deal for him because, like I said, Dak is better than Baker. And Dallas, it was passing first, running second. Running Cleveland first, passing second. And that is where the problem that could be a huge problem for a guy like Omari Cooper and the other fellow receivers with the Cleveland Browns. Again, I'll say this. Good trade for Cleveland. No problem with it. But for Omari Cooper, it might have been a bad trade just based on the quarterback situation. Now, if Cooper had gone somewhere else, which again, they were going to have it. Dallas was dead set on trading Cooper because now C.D. Lamb will become the new number one receiver. And C.D., hopefully C.D. can follow the tradition of a Michael Irvin, of a Des Bryant when he was in his prime. But can he, yeah, can he follow up on that? I think C.D. has the potential of being that type of guy. That's why they drafted him a couple of years ago. That's why they stole him even though he probably needed some help elsewhere at the time, but it was a it was a player that Jerry Jones just could not pass up. 
and you're looking back on it, it wasn't a bad pick by Jerry. The CD has lived up to the billing, thus he has lived up to his, his billing thus far as a number two receiver. But now the pressure goes on CD. He will have to step up and become the new number one weapon for the Dallas Cowboys. Can he step it up? I believe CD can step it up and be that guy. Now Michael Gallup will go from the number three spot to the number two spot. But Michael Gallup has been the number two receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. It's not a stretch for him to play that role. But the thing around it is, Cedric Wilson's gone. Could, I say, could Dallas be interested in a, another receiver in this year's draft? There's some good receivers out there. I could probably see Dallas getting a receiver. I don't believe they'll get a receiver with the first, their first round pick. I don't believe so. I believe I wouldn't be shocked if it goes on the offensive line because now their right tackle, Collins, he is either going to be traded or he'll be flat out cut. And there's a lot of teams out there that have been calling them about, about, about him trying to acquire him in a trade. Now, I know my Cincinnati Bengals faithful. I have read on Twitter, I don't know how many times within the last couple of days, that the, the Bengals should go get Collins. Somebody says, if you could trade a fifth or sixth round pick for a guy like Amari Cooper, you could probably dangle a sixth round pick in front of the Bengals, I mean, in front of the Cowboys, and get Collins. I'm not saying for the Bengals faithful, not a bad idea. Collins, Collins, when he's on the field and he's healthy, is a pretty decent, a pretty decent lineman. Now, the Bengals did sign a couple of offensive linemen today. One from the one from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They started guard, which again, I, I gave the Bengals credit. It's a nice signing. They signed an offensive lineman from the. New England, uh, New England Patriots, who I think he's more of a, I, I don't know if he's a, he might have a chance to start, but I think he's more of a, a depth, a depth issue, which again, I have no problem with that. But the funny thing is, I'm interested to see if, if Cincinnati continues to go out and get those, go out and try to get more offensive linemen. Now, of course, they did resign, I believe, B.J. Hill today, and they've got Jesse Bates on a franchise tag. But the thing with Dallas is, yes, you've got Lamb, you brought Gallup back, you already gave up Schultz. But again, I wouldn't be surprised, it wouldn't totally shock me if Cowboys went out and got one of those quality receivers in this year's draft and plug him in as a possible number three receiver behind Lamb and behind Gallup. Because you got to remember, Gallup is coming back from, a, from an ACL injury and nobody knows for sure. At least Dallas and Dallas's own mind, they believe he will be ready to roll, at least by camp, preseason, whatever the case may be. They believe that. But I wouldn't be surprised if they added if they added a receiver to the draft. And there's probably a receiver, a veteran receiver out there they probably could add. Now I don't see him going out there and Allen and Allen Robinson, whose name has come up, and I've I've heard several places where Allen could go. But I don't really see that happen. I think they'll probably go a route. I could see crazy to sound that I've said before, and I'll say it again. I could see a a reunion of Cole Beasley. Now, can you imagine now? I can see it now. Lamb, Gallup, Beasley in the slot, and Schultz. I could see that. Of course, I'm sure Beasley would have to. Yeah, I'm sure Beasley would have to. 
have to, you know, suit the cowboy's needs as far as declining the salary cap. Yeah, I know they reconstructured, was it Dexter Lawrence's contract today? They've got him back in fold. Now, I know they wanted, they were like to try to bring Randy Gregory back, but I don't know if that's going to be possible or not. I've heard reports that he, that the Seattle Seahawks are interested in his services because they can use a pass rusher. But the thing is, I got to give Cleveland, they get, they get a lot of credit. They went out and got a number one receiver, and Cooper is a number one receiver. But the thing is, it's a great deal for Cleveland, but is it a great deal for Amari Cooper? That's going to be the question moving forward for the Cleveland Browns and for Amari Cooper himself. Now we will address, I guess, the elephant in the room and when Deshaun Watson. Now, for Deshaun Watson, the good news is he will not face any criminal charges. Now, he will still he will still face some I guess he'll, he'll still face some civil charges from these these young ladies, and I'm sure there's a possibility he could serve some type of suspension. Now I believe some some have used I think what was it um, uh, Ezekiel Elliott a few years back had an issue with a young lady, and he got a six game suspension. Some people say that that could be a possibility where they might. Judge at all throw the same situation. He might get a six game suspension, but now, but now he has cleared criminal charges. Now here comes the who wants to Sean Watson sweepstakes now. Now the Carolina Panthers, they are still, to my understanding, still one of the teams that are in the lead for the quality of services. And again. Certainly would be a nice little fit. Now, Carolina, they're trying their best to reboot. They've signed, they have signed an offensive lineman today, and they're trying their best to re, rebuild that offensive line. Now, Grant, you still got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. He's still there. Rumors been running around that he could be possibly traded. Uh, I still love me some DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson is fine. I like young Terrence Marshall as a number three receiver. Now, now, certainly Deshaun would be an upgrade, no doubt about over Sam McDonald and Cam Newton. And Carolina seems to be have, uh, the one team that has done their due diligence for quite some time over Deshaun Watson. They've got to remember Deshaun Watson's only 26 years old. Still got, still got loads and loads of potential, still got loads and loads of time left in his, in his NFL career. Again, it would be great for Carolina if you can add a talent like a Deshaun Watson to your team. Now, I've heard word before that the Cleveland Browns could be interested in, could be interested in his services. It'd be very interesting because, you know, Baker Fields in the last year of his contract. And you got to wonder, with that being said, rumors coming out there, how much confidence do you have in Baker Mayfield? And if you bring in Deshaun Watson to go with that running game, that running game, you would have Amari Cooper in camp. Well, I'll tell you what, wow, that would make the team. Man, Cleveland could be a very dangerous team. Speaking of in their, speaking of their, 
con their division rival, I should say. Some might say the Pittsburgh Steelers would be interested in his services. Now, you might have stretched him off the list. Of course, for those who have not known today, they did sign one Mitchell Trubisky to a two-year contract. Now, as of right now, I can only guess, and I'm only going to assume, I could be wrong on this, that Trubisky may wind up being the only day starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers because I believe that Mitchell could fit, could very well fit their scheme more so than the Mason Rudolph and more so than Dwayne Haskins. Now, Mason probably will wind up being the backup. I'm not going to deny that. Haskins will probably hang around as a third-string quarterback, but I think for Pittsburgh fans, you might want to get used to Mitchell Trubisky as your starter. But I tell you this, oh my gosh, you know, Pittsburgh and Sean Watson would have been a nice fit. I've even heard one buzz coming out of Seattle that Seattle is interested in Deshaun Watson. Now, you talk about talk about you talk about pulling the pulling the wool over some people's eyes. You get rid of Russell Wilson, you ship him off to Denver, and you bring in a, you bring in twenty six year old Deshaun Watson. You bring a guy that's probably what five or six years younger. You're talking about Deshaun Watson, the offensive line. I'm not really crazy about the running game. They've got Chris Carlson returning, but with his the severity of his neck injury, I don't know if he's going to be ready to roll. Nobody knows what is going on with that neck. Now, they, if that's the case, they would need to, they would need to re-shine Richard Penny. Now, the deal they've done with Denver, there is some. There might be a little bit of wiggle room. Don't know how much. They do have some picks they could certainly afford to give the Texans for Deshaun Watson. And that could be an interesting fit. And there's many teams. I know people in Washington are, are saying to themselves, why'd you get this Carlson Wentz? You could have held out. Maybe you could have had a shot at Deshaun Watson. Well, circle the word maybe because nothing's a sure thing. And I'm sure you can keep going around. There's, there's plenty of teams this league that would want the services of one Deshaun Watson, but those are just sort of teams out there that are that are wanting wanting Deshaun. And I'm sure the Sean, Sean sweepstakes are, are gonna, there's one team, what about the New Orleans Saints? The Saints have been in a conversation. I don't know, now the Saints, they've been under, they've been over the cap. I think they were one of the top, they might have been the top team, I think that was like over the cap, I believe. They were either one or two when it comes to being over the cap. But can you imagine Deshaun Watson in New Orleans? Now, it's a decent offensive line. They're, they're going to lose Armstead more than likely to free agency. You still, you have, you could have Albert Kamara in your backfield. The receiving core becomes an issue. Who's, yeah, the issue. Michael Thomas, if he could ever get back to where he was two or three years ago, maybe three years ago. And I guarantee if, if they can somehow, some way, some shape or some form pull off that, can you imagine, can you imagine Sean Payton on the kick himself and saying to myself, man, if I could have seen a coach, what I could have done with Deshaun Watson. But again, like I said, the sweepstakes are gonna wrap up for one Deshaun Watson now. I don't, I don't, there's going to be a timetable on, on when or if Deshaun Watson will move. I'm sure he's going to move. But for right now, 
it seems the Panthers just seems to be in the lead. I don't know. I don't really think Cleveland will get him. I think Cleveland's going to give Baker all the give him that one year. But I know some people will say, well, if that's a chance that you're taking on Baker, that he can turn around. But the one odd spot, the Seattle Seahawks, would be the oddest spot, I think, for Deshaun Watson to land. Can you imagine you had Metcalf, Lockett, to go to go with Deshaun Watson? And Deshaun Watson, if he can get in sync with the Metcalf or get in sync with Lockett, like Russell Wilson did, well, they would miss a beat. They would not miss a beat whatsoever. Granted, it's a tough division. You got the Rams, you got the 49ers, and you got the Cardinals. Maybe the second toughest division in, in football, because now I think the AFC West has now taken has now taken over. And right now, the AFC West may have a team, may have a new number one team in the division, if not the Chiefs. And it might not be the Denver Broncos. It might be one Los Angeles Chargers. And we'll discuss them at a later later point. But again, Deshaun Watson's sweepstakes is ramping up. His name's going to pop up day in, day out. This team wants him. That team wants him. And now, we'll see who gets him. If he's lucky, he's lucky enough to get his services. The other teams, he's getting one talented player. Now, granted, he sat out a full year, and we'll see that hurts his sitting out a full year. It hurt. I don't care who you are. You become rusty, and I'm sure Deshaun will be rusty once he is signed and he gets on that field. He'll probably be a little rusty, but once Deshaun Watson gets revved up and rolling, he's a special player, and whoever gets him. Is going to get that special player. When we don't know if he's going to serve a suspension or not, we're assuming, we're guessing that he's going to serve some type of suspension. When he comes out of that suspension, when he gets over the rust, like I said, it's a dangerous player. He's a good quarterback. And whoever gets him is going to get a franchise quarterback. And that franchise quarterback can take you deep into the playoffs. If Deshaun gets the right tools, the right players around him, the sky's the limit for the, the sky's the limit for the young man. Remember, he's only 26 years old. I guess the next next thing we gotta touch up on is well, well, well. Just when you think the Tampa, we just just when you think that we are we're off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it seems like now Tom Brady has jumped on his high horse and he's he's riding back to Tampa Bay to Tampa Bay. What maybe a two month a two month retirement? Tom Brady says he's he's coming back, and I'm sure the Tampa Bay Buccaneers front office, the players, and the fan base are probably breathing a sigh of relief because now Brady returns to town, and now Tampa Bay Buccaneers will probably right now probably the favorites to go back and win the NFC NFC South, and they probably are because the Panthers right now are not a contending team, neither is the Falcons. Now the Saints, the Saints don't really have a quarterback to speak of. So right now, the Buc- the Buccaneers are probably still able to win the division. Now that Tom Brady has rolled back into town. With that being said, guys like is it Ryan Jensen, starting center, he is re-signed. He is re-up with the team. Now granted, they've lost one offensive guard. Uh, the other one, he had retired. 
and there was speculation that he might come out of retirement because Tom Brady came out of retirement, but he was staying in retirement. So got Mike Evans, Chris Goblin, he's back with a franchise tag, but he has an ACL injury. You don't know how healthy he is going to be once camp rolls around. With that being said, will Gronkowski come back to Tampa Bay? Now, Tampa Bay re-signed Carlton Davis today, uh, an underrated cornerback in this league. He's coming back. So now it appears that maybe they're trying to get the band slowly but surely back together. I don't know if you're going to see a, a Leonard Fournette, if he's going to roll back in and re-sign with Tampa Bay. But Brady is 45 years old. Now, I don't doubt that Brady could probably do last year. I don't doubt at 45 he can do what he did this past season. There's a possibility that that could ha that could happen, maybe. But if you look at it right now, he's got one consistent weapon, Mike Evans. You don't know what Godwin's situation is, if he's going to be healthy enough. There's no Gronkowski. I believe O.J. Howard, I believe, was a free agent. And I believe they do have Cameron Brait. So right now you go from Mike Evans to Cameron Brait to no running game. And you're missing a couple of guards. You're missing a couple, I think, a couple of stars off the offensive line. Now, I'm sure by, and to me, the Buccaneers still are a team that could beat in that division. But if you go out and win that division, how I got a feeling if you win that division, you could get bounced again on the first round, Tom Brady or no Tom Brady. Now Brady believes he has that one more, he has that one more run in. He believes he can win that eighth Super Bowl. I know somebody had said on you know on Twitter he reached and what is what else does Tom Brady have to prove have to prove. And the answer to the question is nothing really. But in Tom Brady's mind, he still feels he has something to prove. I believe Tom Brady hasn't st sit in his crawl that hey, I was drafting the sixth round. You knuckleheads draft me in the sixth round. You let me go that far down. You let quarterback you draft quarterbacks ahead of me that are no longer in this in this league. And that class, I'm not even the best quarterback in that draft class. But you, you disrespected me by not picking me. And that is saying this crawl, that's a drive that's been in Tom Brady. And there's nothing wrong with that drive. Some people simply have that drive to be the very best at what they do. You know, they have a chip on their shoulder and they want to shove up people's rear ends. I get it. I understand it. It's that drive. It's that will. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's something Tom Brady has. Now, Tom, maybe Tom prematurely retired. And that to me, that is the case here. I think Tom just prematurely retired. But I'm assuming he sat down and talked to the wife and said, hey, I want to go back and do this one more year. Now, I got a feeling if Tom comes back this year, this may be his last year. And for Tom's sake, I really hope that 45 years old is still playing the NFL. It's amazing. You don't hear quarterbacks at 45 years old playing football. I think it was a George Blanda. I think he played at 46, 47 years old, something something along those lines. But George Blanda was also a quarterback, kicker. Again, a lot of kickers. Most kickers in this league have played this league at 41, 42, 43 years old. 
I mean, it was like, was it Morton Anderson? I think Morton Anderson was the one guy that ran for years upon years out of Van Perry, who just recently retired this past season. He was around for a long, long time. And you've got some kickers who can sit there and do their own, their own position. I know they can play to get back 41, 42, but not a fullback position. Not a position you take a pound and, you know, game in and game out. I mean, quarterbacks can hurt various parts of the bodies, concussions, so on, so on. That is, that is something that, I can say that is something that is simply hard to do at that position to play the quarterback that position for that long. But Tom Brady has done that, and he's done it better than certainly anybody in the history of this game. Some say he may be the greatest player to ever play this game. Now, you can certainly make an argument about other people. I know a lot of people love to say Jim Brown because, you know, Jim Brown, I think that was like he was like the leading rusher in the NFL for eight of the first nine years in this league. He won a couple of championships with the Cleveland Browns. You can make that, you can certainly make, make that argument for one Jim Brown. But it's hard, it's hard to go to 10 Super Bowls. You win seven. You won a few MVPs. You won some MVPs at the Super Bowl. But Tom Brady is back. Now, to me, I'm going to go on record saying this. I don't think Brady's numbers will be as good as they were last year. And I'm going to be on record saying that right now. The reason I say that is you've lost a couple of offensive linemen. You don't have a running game right now. You've got Mike Evans, but Godwin's a big question mark. Gronkowski's not there. Tom is back, but Tom doesn't have the weapons, the MIP that he once did. And that could be that's gonna be that's gonna be an issue. Now I know people are gonna say, well, Tom at times didn't have a lot of big name weapons with the New England Patriots and he made it work. Well, towards the end he didn't have a lot of weapons and he couldn't make it work. And I think that's why Belichick and Brian, I think that's why Brady got frustrated Belichick because he just didn't have the weapons and he felt he needed the weapons to do so. Now, granted, if Godwin, if Godwin is healthy and can play like he did this past season to go along with Evans, well, you've got something. If Gronk rolls back into camp, and Gronk was playing well this past season until he got injured, but can him. And he had some receivers that he had some young receivers that were were developing, and I believe he had was with Perryman. They brought in and Perryman played well for a period of time. Now, granted, even Antonio Brown had his head screwed on why he was playing well. He didn't play well for Tom Brady, but now it's going to be interesting to see if Brady can do what he did at forty-four. He can do at forty-five. The thing is. The weapons are not there now. Will people will people come back in for a discount to play with Tom Brady and try to get to another Super Bowl? Now, last year they did it, but will they be? But will will they be able to do it this year? Part of me says I don't think they are going to. I think other people now they say, well, we didn't do this past season. We'll go look for greener pastures. One, the running back, the running game, Leonard Fournette. Somebody out there, I would think, would pay Leonard Fournette some money, would pay him some decent amount of money. 
and there's teams out there that are going to need a top-notch running back. Now, Ronald Jones, I can see Ronald Jones get money elsewhere, too. I don't think he'll be a starting running back. He could probably be a number two running back for somebody, for somebody, and fill in nicely. Now, Gio Bernard, Gino, at this stage, you know, Gino can fill in very, can fill in nicely for somebody, but be an excellent third down running back. It's hard to believe. I think Gino's what, 32, 33 years old. It's kind of hard to really believe Gino is, you know, but Gino, Gino can still produce. If he's healthy, he can still produce for somebody. Now, not saying Gino, Gino could come back to Tampa Bay. That's a possibility. I think that could be a possibility. But can you get get one guy, but can you get Fournette to come back? I don't see Ronald Jones coming back to Tampa Bay, but can you somehow get Ronald Fournette to come back? If you get Fournette, and let's say Gino to come back, then maybe, yeah, yeah, then you have at least Fournette, you can get away with out of backfield. Gino can be useful still at this at this stage in his career. He's still useful without a doubt. But can he? But to me, Tom is back. In some ways, it don't seem like Tom ever left, right? Nah. But we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll 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 see. To me, yeah. Tampa Bay right now probably still is a team to beat in the, in the NFC South. But I got a feeling as time goes on, I got a feeling they'll get, get they'll get some more weapons or bring back somebody, or bring back some of these players. I got a feeling that they're going to be and bounce out in the first round again and then Tom Brady's going to really say, hey, I'm retired for good. Now I know people thought he was going to wind up with the San Francisco 49ers. But unfortunately, that did not happen. He's back in Tampa Bay. And we'll see if, what is that? Everybody calls it not Tampa Bay, but it's Tampa Bay. I believe there's people who are calling it now. We'll see. We'll see if he's got if he's got one more in him. The sad part about it is if Tom, Tom could have gone out on top, would have had a Super Bowl, but he had one of the better statistic years of his career. And yeah, you could make the argument that he probably should have won the MVP because his numbers were way better than Aaron Rodgers. There's no argument for me on that perspective. But the bad part about it is, can Tom Brady, will Tom Brady be as good at 45 than he was at 44? That's going to be the big question mark. And if he's not, then it's going to be a, a sort of a sad ending to a great player. Now, there's one thing I really have to, well, whether it's you, you want to consider it sort of funny or not, I'll let you be the judge of it. There was a there was something I read, and I can't remember where I read it off of. Something to the effect where, where uh, Antonio Brown was interested in playing with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I know this was talked about when the where Arnold Cooper was, was going to be was going to be traded. This is during the trading process. Michael Gallup hadn't been re-signed. He had left. He was out there in free agency, as Cedric Wilson was. All they had was C.D. Lamb, and that was about pretty much what they had. And I think even Dalton Schultz had not even slapped the franchise tag yet before they had decided to. Before I think uh, I think Brown had decided to. 
make this statement he would go play for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I can look at it so many different ways. Um, you know, first of all, you know, first of all, in Alameda, Jerry Jones, yes, Jerry has had a, Jerry, Jerry kind of reminds me of the old Oakland Raiders, if you will, if I can go in that and use that. Oakland Raiders, had, Oakland Raiders had this thing in the past where they would take a chance on a troubled player. And Oakland did a lot of that back in the day. And Jerry, at times, Jerry has made the Dallas Cowboys kind of like the modern Oakland Raiders where he'll take a chance on certain players. Randy Gregory has probably been the best been the best bet. How many times has Randy Gregory been probably suspended at some point by the NFL? I know a few times, right? But he always comes in, but he always seems to bat. He always seems to come back. He seems to play a pretty decent ball for Dallas Cowboys. Now he's a free agent, and there's been rumors of a couple of teams that are interested in his services. One of the Seattle Seahawks. Now, not saying that, not saying that Jerry could not somehow figure out how to bring him back because Jerry could bring him back but I don't know if any NFL team might not take a chance on him because of his past history but the Antonio Brown thing would have been is, is interesting now I don't see I don't see Antonio Brown coming down I, I don't see him coming the thing is if for some way some weird reason that Jerry thought about doing this. We all know C.D. Lamb is the number one guy. Now, Michael Gallup is number two. Now, for some crazy reason, I don't know if I can see Dallas signing. I don't know if I can see Dallas signing Brown. He'd be like a number three option. Now, I'm not saying Brown, if he's had his head screwed on right, completely healthy, he could probably unseat Gallup as number two. Even at this stage, I believe he can. He could probably somewhat, kind of, sort of do that. But knowing Jerry, knowing Jerry, and I hate to say it, Jerry probably probably stroked his chin a little bit. Thought about, you know what, could be interesting, but I don't see Brown going to Dallas. Because to be honest with you, I don't know if I see Dak putting up with Antonio Brown. I really don't. Now, granted, one time he did put up with. With Des, Des Bryant when he was being a diva, but I think Antonio Brown can be a bit of diva even in Des Bryant, and I don't see Dak, I don't see the Dallas Cowboys at this stage putting up with Dak. I don't see it, and to me, I don't see Jerry Jones at this stage in his NFL career as the owner of the Dallas Cowboys putting up with that, putting that with it either. Now I know there's been. I don't know if there's an NFL team out there that's going to reach out to Antonio Brown and want to bring him in because of what happened. His, his last thing we saw of Antonio Brown was jumping up and down on on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers field, taking his I guess taking his jersey off, his shoulder pads, and just tossing them and say, "I'm out of here." Now. I don't know, like I said, I don't know if I see anybody taking a chance on him. I don't know if I'd be completely shocked if somebody did take a chance on him, but I just don't see it, it being the Dallas Cowboys. And to me, 
wasn't in a world at one time that I can't remember. I don't think it was USFL, but there was like an old league out there that was interested in Antonio's services. And they were going to bring him in as a player, somebody somewhere. Some league was going to bring him in as a, as a coach, I believe. A coach. And that'd be interesting. I don't know if I could see Antonio Brown being a coach somewhere. But again, anything, and I guess anything is possible, right? But I thought it was a kind of a funny note where. Antonio Brown said he would mind being Dallas Cowboys. And trust me, they always said Dallas is America's team. And you can ask, I guarantee you, if you ask 100 people, I guarantee maybe 60 of them, 60 of them would probably want to play. 60 to 65% of those people would want to play for the Dallas Cowboys because it's Dallas. They're America's team. Some percentage points, some people might want to play for the Patriots just because of Bill Pelichick. Somebody played for Pittsburgh because of, because of the esteemed history of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But we'll you know we'll 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 see we'll see. But, but at this stage, I don't see where Antonio Brown will go anywhere. I don't know. I I don't want to say that Antonio Brown's played his last game of football in the NFL. Because, like I said before, and I'll say it again, there's going to be somebody out there, some way, shape, or form, that's going to take a that's going to take a chance a chance on him. Even at, I think it was with Antonio, 33, 33 years old now, maybe thirty four. Funny thing about it is, Antonio Brown keeps himself in good shape, and I seen Antonio Brown play with Tampa Bay last year, and he still like still looks like he can go. He might not be the Antonio Brown he was back in the Pittsburgh Steelers days. This guy can still play some football, and again, if he has his screwed on right, and gets himself together, he can still produce for somebody in this league. But he's got to, you know, he's got to be right mentally, and he's just got to keep his mouth shut, stay focused, and do the job. And that's one thing Antonio Brown has not has not been able to do for the last several years now since he's left Pittsburgh. He's not been able to do that. The Raiders gave him a chance. He messed that up. He came to the Patriots. He lasted one game. He goes to Tampa Bay on Tom Brady's recommendation. That didn't fail. Now, granted, Antonio did get a Super Bowl ring out of that. That I will give him. But the thing is, and people thought people thought that Terrell Owens in his day in his day was a headache because he went to he was an eight, a 49er, an Eagle, a Cowboy. But the problem is, but the problem is, I give Terrell Owens one thing. Terrell Owens didn't have off the field issues like Antonio Brown does. I give T.O. that, and T.O. is in a Hall of Fame. And T.O. should have been a Hall of Fame a long time ago, but he ticked off a lot of lighters with his, with his antics on the field. And then Antonio Brown, it's a sad thing. If Antonio Brown could have kept his mouth shut, head screwed on right, he could have been a Hall of Famer. That's not the same that he will not wind up on somebody else's team because you never know he could under the right under the right circumstances. You never know, but for me, I don't know at this stage do I ever see Antonio Brown putting up putting on a uniform again, an NFL uniform again. Now, you never know. Stranger things happen, but we'll see. But to me, if he comes back in this way, it's not going to be Dallas Cowboys. 
Because to be honest with you, <laughs> crazy sounds, I think Antonio Brown would upstage even Jerry Jones. And I don't think Jerry Jones wants somebody that could even upstage him or be bigger than he is. Because to be honest with you, Antonio Brown <laughs> might give Jerry a run for the money when it comes to being upstage in Big D. And as of right now, the Dallas Cowboys, well, if we ain't talking salary cap, we're talking about the cheerleading incident, or we're talking about Jerry possibly fathering fathering a, a child. But again, Dallas has got enough on their plate right now. They ain't got, they just don't have the time to worry about one Antonio Brown. Now, I guess, I don't know if people have seen, I'm sure some people have already seen the, I guess it's a Twitter thing, a Twitter feed where Colin Kaepernick has been working out. Well, they say he's been working out for quite some time about a possible trying to get back in the league. Now, from what I've seen of Kaepernick, Kaepernick looks to be in pretty good shape, in pretty good shape. He was seen, he seemed to be doing, you know, doing well in whatever drills he was doing. He seemed to be doing very well in that. Well, I know everybody. Now, Colin. Now, will he get back in the NFL? <sighs> to me, Colin, I think he had a chance to get back in the league maybe two or three years ago when I know there have been situations. I believe Seattle was looking at him at one point in time, but they passed on him. I know the Ravens were looking at him at one point in time because I think Joe Flacco had gotten hurt. And I believe the owner, the ownership, I believe that I talked to the fans, got the fans input, and they didn't want him on, on, their, on their team. Now, Collins has been out of the league for quite some time. And I don't know. And right now, you have to wonder if just off of that alone, is his time come and gone? I don't know if there's an NFL team out there that's going to take a chance on Colin. Now, I know people are going to bring up, and take a stance. I get all that, and I understand it. But the man's been away for five years. I believe five years, if I'm not mistaken. And you have to wonder, he might be in good shape, but he's in football playing shape. And somebody, if somebody's going to gamble on him, you got to sign him now. you got to get him into your camp. And you've got to get him playing right away. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that he might not have a slim chance to hook on to somebody. Now, Seattle Seahawks, now there's a possibility. Let's be honest with you. And right now they got was Drew Locke, Geno Smith, and Jacob Eason. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick and his I could, I gotta say I don't want to say in his heyday, but Colin could probably have played all three of those guys. But it'd be interesting. Can I, honestly, I can see Colin heading to the mix because to me, Colin, if he if if he's in shape and you can get him in football shape. And get his mind right. Colin with Seattle wouldn't be wouldn't be that that bad of a situation, right? Wouldn't be that bad of a situation. I've always thought maybe a couple of years ago, if he had the opportunity, 
he could have gone to Dallas and backed up backed up Dak instead of like maybe Andy Dalton or somebody else. But of course, that never came about. I don't see him going to Washington because I can see the controversy coming out of that from Washington. Now, Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Now, granted, you got Jalen Hurts, who is a starting quarterback. That Garden Minshew is number two. Now, I've heard Minshew's name. I've heard a report not long ago, matter of fact, a couple days ago, that I heard maybe Benchy to the Colts, to the Annapolis Colts. I've heard that that buzz, whether that's true or not, that's a rumor I have heard. And Minshew to the Colts would be an interesting thought. Minshew did play, didn't play badly in the one game I think he did play. Of course, it was against the Jets, but he did play well enough. But you have to wonder how many how many teams or is any team out there is willing to give him an opportunity. At this age, I just I, mean, I hate to say it, but the ship is probably calling to even get back in the NFL. I hate to say it, and it's sad because when he had the opportunity, it was given to him by one Jim Harbaugh. He took the ball, he ran with it, and he did it before an Astros Super Bowl. You can't take that away from college happening. He did do that. But there's, it, there could be teams in the NFL that could simply call up his agent and maybe give him an opportunity. You can go around. I mean, you can certainly go around this league. I mean, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, you can sit back and name the teams right and left, but would he go to, would he go to the Atlanta Falcons and back up Matt Ryan? I don't ever see that. I mean, Seattle is one possibility. I can even see Philadelphia is a, a long shot at best if they end up trading Minshew, let's say, to the Colts. Now, if I go, if I go to, the, if I go to the AAC, I don't know. I don't know the Buffalo Bills. I mean, could, yeah, could could he back up Josh Allen? An interesting fit. I don't know. The Miami Dolphins, but Miami, from what I understand, Miami did sign Teddy Bridgewater. I don't see him in New England. I don't see him in the New York Jets. The Ravens, I don't see him in the Ravens. Cleveland, I don't see it. Pittsburgh, now. Pittsburgh would have been a very interesting fit, but now we've got Mitchell Trubisky, but I don't see it. What about the Cincinnati Bengals? Well, to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind him having him backing up Joe Burrow. I'd have no problem with him backing up Joe Burrow. Now, Burrow is going to start for the next 10, 11, 12 years for the Bengals, but I can see Kaepernick coming in and backing up. What about the Tennessee Titans? You know, Tannehill... Didn't look, yeah, there was times last year Tannehill did not look that great. And maybe a guy like Colin Kaepernick could be an interesting fit. Now, we're talking about the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know if the Colts would go ahead and gamble on Kaepernick to be their starting quarterback. I think that would be the biggest, biggest reach of them all. But could Kaepernick come in and at least be a backup? That could be a possibility. But the thing is, they don't have much receiving core to work with other than Pittman, and that'd be the biggest issue. He's not going to Tennessee. 
I don't, I mean, not Tennessee. I don't see them going to Texans, and I don't really see them going to Jacksonville. Now, again, I don't know. Jacksonville might not be a bad fit for him because he could back up Trevor Lawrence. That could be an interesting, an interesting dynamic. I don't see him going to anybody in the AFC West. I don't, you know, as far as I don't know, um, I don't see him the Chiefs to back up to Mahomes. Um, I don't see him the Chargers as, as a backup, but you never know. Like, there's just so many things. And like I said before, you can go over and over again with it. I know possibilities in New Orleans Saints. The Saints don't have a quarterback. But to be honest with you, I hate to say it, he ain't been looking five years, but Kyler probably would be an upgrade over whatever they've got it in, in New Orleans right now. But for Colin, I really don't see anybody giving him giving him a chance. But I would like to see at least one NFL team bring him into camp, maybe give him a one-year deal, league minimum. But yeah, and if if he just doesn't have it anymore, cut him. But I would like to see one NFL team give him a chance to see what he what he can do, what he can show. But if you've been on the for five years, I don't care if you're playing whatever position that you are playing, quarterback, running back, whatever the case might be, it's going to be a hard, hard position to be on the league for that long and come back and pick it back up with a snap of your finger. It's hard for anybody. I don't care if you're, I don't care if you're Tom Brady and set up for five years or you're Aaron Rodgers set five years of ball coming back in the league. That's kind of like, let's say, if Andrew Luck had called the Colts up and say, "Hey, I want to come back and be your quarterback." I'm sure the Colts would. I'm sure the Colts would probably give Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, Luck a look. But Luck's been in the league for about a couple of years now, and Luck would have to get back into playing shape and get back in that football grind. And that's one thing Kaepernick has not been. He's been only five years. He hasn't been hit in five years, and that, yeah. And trust me, I don't trust me. That's one thing Colin had to get used to getting hit again after five years. Now, Colin, Colin may still be able to move around, be a mobile type of player. He still, I believe, has that capability of certainly being that type of guy. He can move around, make throws on the run. I believe he can do that still. But the problem is, again, that's the bottom line. Is there going to be any team out there? Is going to take a chance on him after he's been on leg this long. Now, I would agree with a lot of people. He got blackballed, certainly without a doubt, by the NFL. And he did for what he did, for what he stood up for, for he, his beliefs. And that's what got him kicked out of the leg. Now, Eric Reed, another gentleman that was, I believe, that you know, stood up, you know, that stood right, right by him. He kind of got kicked out of the leg, but he did resign. The, uh, he did get a contract with the Carolina Panthers eventually, eventually at one point in time. But the thing is, if there's going to be any team out there that's going to take a chance on a Colin Kaepernick, or I don't know if it's going to take a chance on anybody in this league has been out for about five years. But ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time I have for this episode. Um, Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you again soon.